welcome to another episode of Chinese Chippy Girl. I am your host, Georgie Ma, Ma Puyu, and I host these shows so I can raise some awareness about the East and Southeast Asian community. By the way, East and Southeast Asian, it's just easier and shorter to say easier. So if you hear me say easier, you know what that means. And OMG, it's Year of the Ox. Uh, don't know about you, but I am so glad <laughs> that I won't see the rats for another 11 years. So, gong hei fat chai to all of you. On a personal note, how are you all doing? Good? Bad? Mixture of both? Yeah, I know. I know how you feel. The easier community, it's been a real mixture of emotions at a time when we should be celebrating a new lunar year. We are seeing so much hate crime on the community, whether it's in the UK or US, it doesn't matter. It's still the community, right? And seeing all those comments that people have written on the back of the Prime Minister video wishing us a Happy New Year has triggered so much emotions that people still believe we are carrying the virus. So I have I have a message for the white listeners the hate crime on our community, on the ECA community, is real. And being honest, you can switch off the news. You can switch off the news about racism and you can carry on doing whatever you were doing. But for us, the ECA community and people of colour, we are living in this every single minute. A few people have asked me how they can help. And there's a few things that you know you could do you could share stories you could look up some of the work that be seen have done and the fires of racism racism unmasked edinburgh east of scotland there's so many organizations that really raises the awareness of what's going on with the community and of course i'll add these to the show notes it'll be really good if you can take a look at those and educate yourselves on what's happening in this community being completely honest with you, we need more allies to really amplify our voices. I know some people have messaged me asking if I'm okay. And I'll be honest, I'll just be like, yeah, I'm all right. How are you? But it's kind of false. As a member of the ESO community, I need to carry on speaking up for them and raising the awareness that hate crime on the ESO community is very real. And if you're easier, I know the news gets so, so much. There's only so many videos that we can see of elderly people being pushed, people getting attacked, and it's really triggering. So please remember to tap out, look after your mental health and switch off if it just gets too much to you. Also, I just want to thank everyone who shared my David Williams story. My friend Steph, he's just had a baby. Congratulations, Steph. It's actually Steph who told me about this. Now, David Williams is a very, very, very high profile UK celebrity. And he's also a children's author. He wrote a book called The World's Worst Children. And it's a series of short stories. And as part of this series, there was a story that he created called Brian Wong, He Was Never Ever Wrong. And I mean, surely he should have checked that with someone from the Chinese community to check that it doesn't inject some sort of casual racism. And if I can be honest, I'm disappointed that it got published as there's so many playground racist jokes that puts the word Wong and wrong together. So out of 
all the words in a dictionary how to throw those two words together just to make a rhyme. And also he's created these audio books and he has a character called Raj who, wait for it, <laughs> I might just drop there. But yeah, Raj, he is an Asian shopkeeper. I mean, how harmful is that stereotype? He also mimics an accent of Raj, who is an Asian immigrant. Now, I don't really want to go into full detail about this, but you can check it out on my highlights on Instagram. But this really got to me. I mean, well, actually, on the plus side, it was really nice to get the support from the community and also some of the allies as well. But on the flip side, running fans, they were slamming my DMs, and I mean slamming my DMs, telling me that I've got it all wrong, and he's not a racist, and he's done so much work for the charity, and he's a big, gentle giant with a big heart. But the thing is, he is a comedian, and he's making fun of other cultures, and he's focusing on the harmful stereotypes where those jokes are used. And it's a kid's book as well, so he's normalising this behaviour from a young age. And I just think there's so many white people out there who are whitewashing our culture and they're getting away with it. But this needs to change. And any white person out there that is using a different culture to push their brand or their name, they need to consult someone from the community. As I can guarantee, if Williams or the publisher, HarperCollins, if they speak to a Chinese person to seek their advice of what they thought of the story, Brian Wong, who was never, ever wrong, that would never have got published. And I actually spoke to my mum about this as I had a really good cry to her, which is, by the way, is totally unheard of. But I just couldn't, I just couldn't bottom my emotions and I just wanted to speak to her because I just couldn't switch off from the story. And she said to me that I am only one person with a small following, but Williams is a huge celebrity. He has like two million followers on Instagram. But she said that I can't make changes overnight and I should keep speaking out and keep speaking to the community for support. And to make changes, it can take time. And as long as I keep sharing my story and encouraging people to share and they encourage people to share, then slowly we will start making progress. But anyway, 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 let's move on from this. Um, I have a very lovely guest uh, for you. I spoke to Beverly from the London Chinese Community Centre. Now, to me, they are the unsung heroes of the Chinese community, providing support to the community, whether it's accompanying a Chinese elderly person to a doctor's appointment to translate or hosting get-togethers for the community, pre-COVID that is. The centre has been running for over 40 years and they need to raise £70,000 to stay open so they can continue to provide these services to the community. Now, I want you to close your eyes for a second. Have you, are, they, are they closed? <laughs> close your eyes for a second and just imagine your popo or your gonggong, basically your grandparents. They're in the UK and they don't have you know, they don't have their family around them. So they're, they're at home and they receive a letter. Now, the letter is in English, which they can't read. And the letter tells them about when their next vaccine appointment is. So they've not been vaccinated, so it's an appointment about their vaccine. 
So the London Community Chinese Centre, they would basically translate this letter so your grandparent will know when the vaccine appointment is. Now, continue keeping your eyes closed. Imagine if the London Chinese Community Centre is closed. Your gonggong or popo, your grandparent has no one to turn to. Then what happens? It's such a scary thought, isn't it? So... Without further ado, here's Beverly to tell us more about the centre. Oh, so nice. It's so nice to meet you. <laughs> How are you? Gong Fat Chai. Fine, thank you. Gong Fat Chai to you too. Thank you. How are you? It's, well, it's okay. I mean, I. I don't want to complain because I know a lot of people are actually in a worse, much worse position. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it's not great. I mean, we can travel, we can do anything, we can go out, we can open a center, we can be um, close distance with your family, get together and all that. But like I say, I don't want to complain because I just see so many people much worse off. You know, they're away from their family or their family members passed away because of COVID and so all that. So no, I stay positive. I mm-hmm. think we will see the end of the tunnel. Yeah. So yes. we just have to do that, right? Otherwise, yeah, definitely. thinking, my God, it's grand hot day. So, just- <laughs> um, so Beverly, we haven't really spoken much. I think we've had a few emails going back and forth. I've been meaning to get someone from the London Chinese Community Centre because I love the work that you do I'm wearing my you can't see I'm wearing my conjure t-shirt oh yeah (laughs) oh wow big fan (laughs) I'm a big fan you know what I'll be really honest with you Beverly I I was aware that there was a Chinese community center in London but I wasn't aware of all the amazing things that you do until Mm -hmm until I met Jenny Celestial Peach and part of me feels quite bad about that as well because obviously I feel like I should have known this a long time ago but here we are now I can't change the past I'm learning and I think there's a lot of East and Southeast Asians particularly BBCs that Mm -hmm. they also knew about your community centre but again they were just like me they just didn't know what kind of Mm -hmm. support because I think because we have the privilege that we don't as a BBC we don't need it as much as maybe like other people do I think rather than me introducing you I think it'd be really good just for myself and the listeners out there if you want to do like an introduction to who you are and you know what kind of work you do so over to you Beverly right okay yeah first of all don't feel bad about it I heard it a lot which I totally completely understand also that was the fact that before COVID or even uh, way before, our centres is quite low profile because our main aim is just help the elderly, vulnerable. So we didn't really need to tell everyone or anyone that what we do, but we just do it. So we just sort of put our head down and just do it. So, but because of COVID and we try to move everything online yeah. and also now that, sure, everyone is sort of is in social media. So maybe possibly with few factors so now there's people more people know about us mm-hmm. but yeah like you say we've been have been around since wow years in since the uh, 1980s 
although we might not be sort of officially registered like 1980 but we started our work in 1980 we can show you the the work that that we did in the past and we were actually supposed to celebrate 40 years this last year actually but obviously mm. everything has to postponed so when we started we have that center mainly help for the um, marginal Chinese, the new immigrants. Back then, a lot of Chinese moved from Hong Kong, mm-hmm. mainly from Hong Kong, but then also Southeast Asia as well. So the center main aim was, was to help them, just to help them get by, help uh, help them to get transition as as uh, living in in the UK as mm-hmm. a British Chinese. So gradually we help all these people and their family as well so when they have their family so we started to promote our culture to preserve our Chinese identity because the maybe like yourself British born Chinese there Mm -hmm. are some younger uh, British Chinese that that might not really know their roots and they mm-hmm. we have a hard time to find their identity so our center is just giving them as an insurance that you know they are you know this is our great culture and uh, there are places you can go you can visit on your on your free time so so that's our centers have been doing that and have been having had that main aims just to to help that most needed and mm-hmm. also we can promote our preserve our culture Oh, brilliant. And <laughs> Beverly, um, you're the centre manager. at mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. And how long have you been working at the London Chinese Community Centre for? It's a very short time, not even two years. Right, okay. <laughs> oh, brilliant. And I, I went on a walking tour of Chinatown last year. It was actually Jenny from Celestial Peach that told me about it. And we did it through Chinatown Exchange. So they gave me yeah. some, you know, some more insider, you know, not insider, sorry. They gave me more information about the, some of the work that you do as well. And I've yeah. heard that you guys have a lot of volunteers. Yes, yes. Um, actually, our work cannot be done without many, many volunteers and the generosity of their, them giving up their time their free time to us I mean we couldn't possibly run it without them before COVID on Saturday and Sunday we run classes from 10 to 5 30 mm. and you can see like quarter to 10 people were queuing up outside the center waiting yeah. to come in and we have classes after classes we have calligraphy Chinese music Chinese painting Mandarin Cantonese learning and all these classes yeah. And largely, we had all these uh, wonderful volunteers to, to help us as well, because like, they will be there to assist the people, mm-hmm. because all these classes we're running, we welcome everyone. It's mm-hmm. very interesting in the class, because the teacher might be delivering in, in Chinese, in Mandarin, and mm-hmm. then the student, oh, only understand English, so there will be other students helping, and it's, it's, like, it's very like an international environment there, so I really love that, I really love watching them they actually sometimes you really don't need to speak the language but with them getting all together they were just having fun every Saturday and Sunday and then there was Chinese music as well so it's it's very interesting and like I say it's it's largely the the volunteer helping yeah I think it's amazing because I think when I first I can't, I don't know how I first heard about you guys, but I just had this, I just had this thought that you were just helping, you know, 
Chinese people who don't speak the language to get by. For example, you would maybe assist an elderly person to the doctor so you could translate for them or you could help them, you know, like translate some documents and stuff. And I see you're nodding, so I see that's some of the service that you did. But I didn't realise until until after that tour that I did that you actually do so much more like I like because I remember looking at your website and there was a timetable of all these big all these events that you do every day and I remember correct me if I'm wrong Beverly but I remember seeing you do like Cantonese lessons Mandarin lessons yoga you've got lunch club um you've got all these classes which I just didn't know about yeah yes I know I know yeah I mean it's such a shame because when I like I say when I first joined to be honest I didn't know a lot about the census as well (laughs) and I heard about it but I maybe similar to you I thought well mainly for to work with the elderly and Mm. uh, if when we don't need that help we probably don't visit the center but then and then I realized it, it, they, they were doing a lot more. That mm. was the reason I wanted to help to promote the center. Mm. Because previously, like I say, they normally just put their head down. They just do what they do. They, they wouldn't go around telling everyone that's what they do. But, but I just think that that's wrong. You should let everyone know that all the good work that you do. Mm. And also, that's the only way to promote your culture. So if you can you know, tell everyone that you actually welcome everyone. I do, I mean, I sometimes I feel quite bad. I, on the weekends, I have some like local come up here and they were just like, oh, we don't know what we can visit. We should visit. I said, well, the door is open. Of course you can visit. Mm-hmm. I love to have you guys visit. So, and I mean, like you say at the beginning, this pandemics actually highlights the fact that a lot of people don't know about us and then when I sort of start doing it I'm thinking oh maybe we should just look at the bright side maybe just being positive maybe that's the the opportunity is that you know promote the center and just tell people what you can do and for a lot of people they actually don't know we actually have a youth club in our center for I saw that I saw that something you know what that that really brought me back to when I was younger, uh, when I lived in Manchester, I was part of a youth club as well. It's part of the Chinese church. So when I saw your youth club, I was just like, oh, this is amazing. Because it's really, it's, how should I say this? Because back then, when I was younger and I was part of the youth club, um, in, in my home, I was the only Chinese person in my town. Yeah. Well, I felt I was anyway. But when I was in the youth centre, in the youth club, I was with so many different BBCs and, you know, British, South, Southeast Asians. Yeah. I just felt there's something so comforting. So when I saw youth club on your timetable, I was just like, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Actually, quite a few volunteers in youth club, they actually, they were like sort of adult now, but they were the, the members before. And they have been really? helping. Yeah, they have been helping the center for like years and years, like wow. over a decade. And it's amazing that listen to what they say. They were telling me like it's because we have done a few interview. That was actually like last year we were doing it when it ready for the 40th anniversary, which right, okay. did happen. But anyway, we had the interviews, and then they were telling us that our center is actually helping them to grow up. I mean, not sort of you know, literally to grow up. But I mean, <laughs> <laughs> obviously 
when you were a teenager, there might be time you can unsure yourself. You're thinking, yeah. oh, why am I different? There might be time you might think that. And uh, our centers actually help them along the way. Mm-hmm. So they feel like they belong to somewhere. They mm-hmm. have their identity. You know, they they more sure themselves. So they turn out to be really, you know, great, great, you know, adult human beings. So, yeah, so I think growing. what's... I think what's important is that I remember just because we're answer on this topic. I remember when I was that teenager, I, I had like an identity crisis because mm. I was living in the white town, but I was Chinese. And then, yeah. you know, and I, but I don't know, like I wasn't maybe some people would say I'm not Chinese enough. They'll say the whole gracing, which is like, yeah. you know, I've got Western mind. Yeah. So I was just like, oh, but the youth, club that I went to it just gave me a big sense of belonging and that really helped me just try to accept my cultural identity so I think it's really great that you've got a youth club so that the work that the London Chinese Community Centre does you help people right from you know a young age families right through to the elderly as well so really really well done to all the things that you've done. I wondered if we can just go back a little bit, Beverly, and mm-hmm. would it be possible if you can just give a background with how the London Chinese Community Centre opened? Right. How it's opened started like 40 years ago. There's this doctor, he moved from Hong Kong. Mm-hmm. So what it started, he's actually translated for a few people. And then a few people came to him, the, the letters, and they didn't understand. And then they, and then he realized that in London, that, that areas that actually need surface like that. So that's also go back to what I said. Maybe we didn't really officially register during the 1980, but that was what happened. So how he started is he started like running like in, in his, I think he rent a little place, a little room and helping the, the elderly just the coming for a translation or if they need any help. And then he also advised some of the people that they are entitled for, for example, disability benefits and all that. So because a lot of people just don't know, I mean, they might just pay tax all their life. They didn't know that when they get older, they possibly can get, can be entitled mm-hmm. for something else. So that's it. That's how it started. And from only advice for a few people, and then he realized that there has to be job like that to be done. Someone needs to help these people. So, and, and at that time, obviously, I mean, even so right now, the British Chinese in the UK is the percentage wise is not that high. It's mm-hmm. only over 400,000, but back then even much less. So the representative is, wasn't enough then. And also there wasn't any funding or anything. And then he started talking to a few people, Chinese, mainly Chinese business in Chinatown to see whether they can donate something. Maybe they set up the room, some, some. A restaurant would donate some chairs and donate some table so that's how it started until I think a few years later they start like right we're going to make it official just register as as a center mm-hmm. but before that they were even using the the name sort of like a neighborhood center or something it's very just very local but then later on they just make it official so that's that was how it started and oh, uh, the surface yeah the surface started initially mainly just like you say just around translation and going yeah. to see doctors and then it's gradually increased the services to right now we are quite established our services 
is actually AQAS standard, which is like a quite quite high um, okay. quality assurance services for applying for um, benefits and the welfare for the elderly. Oh, okay, amazing. Yeah, or, or some, yeah, or someone really need t h e even young people if they have a disability that that can can be benefits of it as well. So we are providing that free services. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So we we quite popular and and that services that that's actually quite a main part of our services in the center. And then, like I say before, and the the rest of the time we were trying to run a lot of activities just to promote our culture. Mm-hmm. So, you know, let people who want to learn the Chinese culture will have the opportunities and the place to, uh, for them to learn. I read on your website that when the center first opened almost 40 years ago, I'd seen there wasn't anything like that in the UK at all. It felt like the London Chinese Community Center was one of the first centers that was open for for, for the Chinese, and I know that there's a few now. I remember when I was growing up, there was one in Manchester, and but it was really interesting when I was reading on your website that because you were the only community center to help. Chinese people, you had people traveling from Wales, from Scotland, just yeah. to use it, just use the services. That's yeah, so yeah. amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, crazy that, especially during the pandemic, we sometimes got a few phone calls. Is it actually like calling from Scotland? And yeah, quite, quite amazing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I've seen quite a few people, particularly. John from Dumpling Shack and also Jenny from Celestial Peach. They have been really, you know, they've been really trying to help you, you know, to to raise the awareness. And I wondered if you could tell us a bit about how the pandemic has affected the Chinese Community Center because that's that's something that's really. Touch the community's heart. Yeah, yeah, sure. Actually, like I say, government give us like a very little funding every year. So we have, if I'm speaking for last year, we have like 18% funding from the government. Okay. And during the pandemic, right from the beginnings, we actually getting a lot of emails from the government saying that okay, well, in the foreseeable. Future, we might not be able to support you as well. Which I think is like a standard email. I think it's the the government or the funder just sending out to all the uh, beneficiaries, just let them know that okay, don't just sit there thinking you will get money coming in the next two years. Well, we might be cutting it. So, but but I mean, during this time, I I do completely understand. I mean, obviously, the council would need to get money from their boss as well, and then. Sure. Yeah, so we just have to, you know, to understand that that that's just the fact. So there is nothing we can do. But then, for the eighty percent of our or our revenue or funding is uh, mainly from the people in from people from everyone. What we do is um, normally every month we will have a lot of fundraising activities. And then we have events after events. For example, Chinese New Year. It's normally it's its biggest mm-hmm. events uh, activities we run, and actually that was normally the time that we can raise a lot more funding, the high mm-hmm. percentage of the funding of the year. So what we do is because we are a charity and we don't have like a sort of um, regular support from the government, we do put in funding every two or three years. So for the funding for next two years. But then, actually, the funding we get it from them is only like twenty percent, and the rest of is every year we do the funding to raise the funding for next year. So imagine last year we haven't done anything. We we 
I've done a few things online. I mean, I managed to to run some charity sales online auction, but it's very little money. So it's it's nothing compared to you. You have a Chinese New Year activities.、Mm-hmm. Normally, we will have like a charity sales in Trafalgar Square, and then we will、um, run some all day performance for the mall or Chinatown's area. So. Or all these like activities we can do. I'm sure you heard of like, say for example, like cancer research. One marathon they could actually raise like sixty millions or something. Of so, course, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So similar. Obviously, we're not that big scale, but just so you you know that you can imagine that every activities we do actually、yeah. our income、um, stream from them. So imagine a whole year we haven't done anything, and even before March last year, I'm sure you heard of like、uh, people saying that oh the virus is bringing from China. Yeah. So, yeah. The media、oh, yeah. was saying that if you can avoid Chinatown,、yeah. so I actually <clears throat> noticed last December to compare the previous December, our fundings was actually much less, much lower.、Okay. Yeah. So I would say the pandemic has. Give us like the largest impact, not just like twelve months, like most businesses actually affected us for like fifteen, sixteen months. So for all this time, we literally has nothing coming in. So that's why I mean, people like Jenny and and Johnny, and they really really kind to help、mm-hmm. us raise awareness and、mm-hmm. donated to us. So I mean,、uh, it, it's it's great. I mean, it's great that that. Great people like、mm, that.、So. Yeah. yeah. Do you think? And just what you were saying about the even before the 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 very first lockdown. And I do remember. Yeah, you're right. I, oh, it's it's quite hard to talk about. But you know, when the pandemic first came about, and then there was lots of things. People, all these preconceptions said, "Don't go into Chinatown. You're going to catch the virus." And I guess that really affected. The Chinese businesses all over, you know, all all over,、yeah. all over the world. In fact, even in America as well, yeah. Yeah. and yeah, and so many restaurants have closed down now in Chinatown. You know, you've got Hong's restaurant that's been open for like years, you know,、yeah. and and I remember when was it? I went into, I cycled to Chinatown. I went cycled to Chinatown because I had cravings for Dan Tang. <laughs> <laughs> really? Oh, I love that too. <laughs> <laughs> I cycle there, so I live in I live in Bow in East London, and I wake up and went, I just want Dantac, I just want Dantac. So I cycle there. It's probably about a forty minute cycle just to get some Dantac, and、uh, and I remember when I cycled, it was just I can't remember when this was. I think it was around about October. I think yeah, and it was just so quiet in Chinatown, and and not even just that, and it really broke my heart, Beverly, when I. I cycle along Gerard Street and Lyle Street, and then some of the restaurant windows were just were just closed because they're, they're、mm. closed. As in,、mm. like they're not just closing temporarily; they're just、mm. like completely closed. Do you think that's had an effect on your funding as well? Because I feel like from what I was reading on your website, you get some funding from the, from the local businesses as well in Chinatown. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, definitely, definitely. That has the、uh, lock-on effect. What happened is we 
don't normally like get actually like money money from the restaurant or supermarket, but we get their the the food donated to us. So it's it's equally of good. Of course, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So well, every month we will run birthday party, big birthday party for the elderly mm-hmm. members. So apart from that, we have like a Chinese New Year, Moon Festival, Dragon Boat. You know, as Chinese, you know, any reason to get together, <laughs> have a lot of food. Yeah, <laughs> we do that. So, so every month we do celebrate something. Okay. And then yeah, and then in, in between, we also would take them out to take some elderly or or children on the weekend mm-hmm. for to visit like the museum or oh, the, nice. the palace. So we go to the park so we would do that outing mm. so we normally are very busy like all year round it's like only by maybe sometimes like the end of the year you just finally sit down can sit down and say oh my god so but going back to the donation we normally every every all these uh, activities we would have like a supermarket or restaurant donate food to us mm-hmm. so that that's how we keep our costs down and also, that's how we raise our fu- funding. Like, for example, if we got the, say, Rose Fork, Char Siu and, and all that donated by restaurant or, mm-hmm. or shops, then we will, have, we will have a big meal. Mm-hmm. And then we sell the very uh, low price tickets to our members. So okay. that's how we raise the fund. And, you know, they will get a cheap meal and then mm-hmm. we also will have our funding. So, yeah, that's how we normally do. Mm. Um, is the centre... Is the centre currently closed? Can anyone go in or is it is it just closed? Or? We, no, we open once a day, Monday. Yeah, Monday. 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 The reason why we still open on Monday, because we are worried that some of the elderly members might have a letter for vaccination, which they sure. didn't understand. Okay. So we mainly, we wanted to remain open for that. And okay. also we have sort of like, now we get more, more experienced in the second lockdown. So, yeah. <laughs> so, so, so we tell all the members that if they need the letter translation, need something else, just put in our mailbox. So once a week, we will have staff going in to get the letters and all that. So. Oh, well, that's so good that you're still like remaining open for them. And it's just, it's just really sad that it's, it's just, so different now you know and it's really affected you guys I want to talk about some of the events that you're currently doing because I know you've got like a a slim down event like a weekly like a weekly timetable so what kind of just for listeners uh, can you explain what kind of events that you have at the moment yeah at the moment we have Mandarin Cantonese classes we have belly dance on Wednesday and then we have a Chinese painting on Saturday and coming up, we have this handbell music music class. It's actually for play groups. I've seen that actually. Yeah. You know what? I might I might yeah. do it because I've got a little um, I've got a little toddler. <laughs> I think she'll love it. Yeah, I think yeah, she'll really love it. First time we do for very young children. Yeah. Well, but back then in the center, we try not to do something for young children two young children reason being for the health and safety reason because everything you know because because the corridor is quite narrow and you know so we don't really want to the pram moving around and all that Um, but 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 actually we did have the uh, Cantonese class and for for children Mm -hmm. and then some parents they just you know, as a baby, just bring the baby. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
we can stop them. So, so that was just before before COVID, and mm-hmm. and we had that class uh, running for for a couple months. So, but unfortunately, we have to stop now. Yeah, currently, I'm just thinking maybe we should increase some other activities for younger children as well. So we started in that on the 28th of February. So yeah, that's the 28th of February. Yeah. yeah, and these these classes that you've got on, do people need to be a member to participate, or can they? Or can they join and just pay you? Like, what? How? How does that work? Usually, they will have to be our member, except the uh, this music play group class, okay. um, because the the kids may be too young to be our member. <laughs> 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 but it's all all welcome. Yeah. Okay. Also, I just wanted to see how's the response as well. So. And if anyone is listening and they want to become a member of the London Chinese Community Centre, how can they become a member? They will need to fill out the application form and okay. send out the proof of address, give us a passport size photo mm-hmm. and just to prove their status. Okay. Yeah. And how much, is a, how much is it to join to become For a member? An, annual fee. It's, they have to renew it every year, every financial okay. year uh, March um, 31st okay. is uh, £12 for adults okay. and then £10 for children. That's not bad for a whole year. That's really good. Yeah, it's very, very cheap, actually. That's really good. <laughs> <laughs> I know my, my local like community centre for the local here, the, it's the, for the local here, I think I paid £20. <laughs> and I just want to talk about, because... There's been a lot of, I've noticed this week, there's been a lot of people sharing, talking about trying to raise money for the London Chinese Community Centre. And I wondered if you could just tell us a bit more on how we can support you. My aims actually, obviously, the more the better, but <laughs> but we put up 70,000. That's it. See, I would say that would support us for the next six, six months. Just Okay. To, carry on open for the next six months okay and for me I'm just thinking there are like 400,000 of Chinese in the UK if everyone can give us a pound that would yeah. be a great so I was hoping that if anyone is listening so I was hoping that they could just share our center just in social media on yeah. the tell people about our center so more people would know about us and hopefully they can join us at some point. Mm-hmm. But if not, if everyone just give us like, you know, at least a pound, then that would be okay. Is there anything else that you would like to say, Beverly? Is there anything that you'd like to push? I wanted to let everyone know that our door is open for everyone because like like you say people look at our center thinking oh that might be just for elderly but no um we do have activities for all ages and other people might think oh maybe that's just a chinese thing but we open for everyone who likes to learn about our culture or the Mm -hmm. language or simply just have fun. I mean, when we have our celebration New Year, a lot of these people, they might not necessarily want to know anything about Chinese, but they just have fun. Mm-hmm. I mean, just like sometimes when we when we see, you know, the Jewish New Year's and all that, they were just having fun. We just want to be part of it. <laughs> or, or the rally or the Indian New Year, they, they would just have fun. So I was hoping that our centre would be 
some something like that <laughs> and obviously i'm hoping everyone can can live harmony in in, in the uk because yeah. um uk is, is a great country that they actually promote a multicultural mm-hmm. society so yeah so I'm, I'm just hoping that that could get across the message like we welcome everyone so yeah oh, they, they don't donate and just come in to have a look and that would be good yeah and where is the center because actually have you have you guys moved recently um or am i think of someone am i thinking did i have i just completely <laughs> made that up because i think because you were opposite the few cinema you know this yes. cinema are you, are you is, that, is that where you are we are still there yes. ah, yeah i don't know why i thought you moved i think i'm just making it all up i don't know no, no, <laughs> we were, for, for a long time we were in jerry street so maybe okay. people still think uh we were still there but for because for, for a long time we, we were there so mm-hmm. uh, yeah yeah and for people that aren't in a position to to donate to you what else can they what else can I do like are you looking for any volunteers or anything like that or how else can other people help you we constantly look for uh, volunteers but because our center right now is not open okay. so yeah they could only help us remotely now but okay. I mean, all year round, we need volunteers in different area. Like sometimes we do a lunch club. So we would need people in the kitchen okay. or we need people just decorating like Christmas, New Year. We need to decorate the center mm-hmm. or simply just helping small DIY in the center, helping yeah. all that or administration or social media. So all different areas. People are so talented. There are people who are like um, good at this, good at that. So I normally would ask uh, what area they could help. Okay. And we, every area we need help because our center, we have seven staff, but then it's only two of us are full time. Five okay. of them are actually part time. So, equally, that's only equal about 4.5 staff. Okay. And uh, we basically just work like everyone have their like certain working hours but everyone just working much longer hours just mm-hmm. want to keep the centers open mm-hmm. I mean back then when we opened like uh, 10 to five thirty, like everyone just most of them just stay mm-hmm. longer or come early so it, it's been like that I mean all of us are working there small part of it obviously you want to make money but small part <laughs> also wanted to help to keep the center running mm-hmm. so we just sort of work with our heart so um, okay so sure. we don't think we can get the volunteers like that it, it doesn't matter they they mm-hmm. can just help out an hour two hours uh whatever time they can they can give us would be great i uh, really yeah. appreciate all these volunteers like uh, spending their time in our center so sure and if people would like to look into volunteering or people want to donate what's the best way how they could do that mm-hmm. if they can afford it that would be great they can donate through our just giving page okay. or they can just uh, directly email me or, or put money into our business account that's the other way to do it and, and yeah there are people contact me directly saying that oh they don't want to go through a just giving page okay. so they just contact me I'll, I'll give them the um, account number our business okay. account number so then just I'll put in. your 
I'll put your email address in my show notes as well. So if yeah, people want to sure. contact you. And what I'll also do is, Beverly, I'll also, when I'm publishing the show on, on my Instagram page as well, I'll link people to your Instagram page and also to your website so people can have a look. Oh. And and so the other, the other question was, if people want to volunteer can they just like contact you or just go onto your website yep yep they can do it both they can go to our website download the volunteer form reason for them for that i need to know what kind of skill they do because some people prefer working on the desk some people prefer you know working in the kitchen so i need to know that and i need to know their skills and the time as well, because that we ask the when we yes, go to sleep. sure, yeah. So I need to know all that. Or if they don't want to go in the website, they want to just write to me directly. It's okay. I can send them the form. So, and then we the process would be we will have a, like a informal chat. Mm-hmm. Just mainly just want to wanted to know what else they can do or they can help or they okay. want to help. And then I I would just explain more about the center to them. So uh, that's how how it starts work. Right. And, okay. But all volunteer and the staff will need the DBS check because uh, quite a lot of your your events and stuff they're run remotely. I take it the volunteers they don't have to be based in London for now, do they? Or do you ideally prefer them to be in London? No, no, absolutely not. Like you say, you, yeah, you're quite right there. <laughs> yeah, working remotely. We currently have a couple of um, volunteers actually from Scotland. So I'm, I'm quite pleased. Mainly now we just uh, help to organize all these activities online and then help with social media as well. So yeah, because normally we got quite busy. Yeah, if we can have an extra pair of hands um, to help, that would be great. I yeah. mean, you, you know yourself, sometimes social media, you can sit there reply a couple of people and then you end up sitting there for three hours <laughs> <laughs> the other thing I I remember seeing so Anna Chan she works for Salesforce and I remember seeing a post recently because I think in her company if you if you worked for the company for a year so on your anniversary of working for Salesforce I think the company will donate money to a charity of your choice and I think Anna Chan chose the London Chinese Community Centre mm. which is amazing so yeah well done Anna Chan for that <laughs> she'll, she'll like that <laughs> shout out I'm so happy that I'm speaking to you because I've been meaning to speak to, speak to you guys uh, just to find out more about some of the work you do so I'm really hoping that this this podcast will give the listeners more idea of some of the work you do how they can donate mainly and you know how else if they want to become a volunteer as well but I'm really hoping that this raises more awareness for you guys because I really want to keep the London Chinese Community Centre going I think it's really important service that you offer to you know to the East Asians really so absolutely amazing work that you do thank you thank you for having me I mean even just even just for me for telling you all that even just one person one more person know about our center I I think our job is is done is is good so at least one more person knows so I really appreciate you giving us these opportunities as well I mean regardless the result I'm really appreciate Mm -hmm. it I mean like you say like I say um even I'm telling you, so you're one more person adds on our list. So. <laughs> <laughs> I saw, so. you know, what I saw on Dumpling Chat's page that some of the noise that they've created, I think, didn't they say that, that you've managed to raise like £6,000 in in one week? Yeah, I, I saw that. I saw that. I think John's done an amazing amazing job he's got such a big following he's used his platform to raise awareness for you guys so 
Yeah. Yes, I know. I know he's really, really kind. I mean, yeah, I, yeah. yeah. I, I spoke to him like sometime last year. I mean, I'm just amazing that uh, he's with his really busy schedule. He would like uh, willing to help us. So yeah. it's great. He 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 reminds me some of the um, volunteers in the youth club. You know, they've been helping. <laughs> And after like 20 years they were still helping so <laughs> <And> <laughs> he reminds me of that <laughs> just uh just out of interest how many volunteers do you have at the moment or in like just at just at the la- moment at the la- moment last year we have like 60 70 really you have that yeah. many volunteers that's amazing yeah because yeah, like some activities like uh, new year charity sales and all that we need about 20 so um, yeah. we, we normally yes yeah, a lot of work to do because <laughs> usually people there's so many people like when you start charity sales they're just so overwhelming there's just so many people and then regularly we have people coming in like a Monday to Thursday we always close on Friday and then Saturday Sunday we have always have a steady volunteer coming in mm-hmm. so yeah and then the different activities we also have some volunteers on our list they say well we don't we can't come regularly because we have we have a a full-time job but then whatever event you can just give it a shout so those members we have a different list as well so yeah yeah I mean 60 70 is not that many last year already because some of them actually have gone back to China but usually I look at the old record there was like 100 like Mm. 90 100 wow Yeah. Amazing work to the volunteers, just you know, giving up their time to help the to help the community. Really well done to them. We don't only have well, usually I would say ninety percent is Chinese, but we do have a local to help out as well. Well, Beverly, it's been so lovely chatting to you. Thank you so much for giving up your time Thanks. to speaking to me. Amazing. Thank you, Thank Thank you, you so much. Day. Thanks, Beverly. Yeah. I'll speak to you soon. Bye. Wow, thank you so much, Beverly, for your time and telling us more about the London Chinese Community Centre. You heard, guys, they need donations, they need volunteers. Please visit their website, www.ccc.org.uk or if you click on my profile, Chinese Chippy Girl, and you look at the post where I'm pushing this show, you can just click on it and it takes you to their page or to the website. I'll also include it on the show notes too. I really hope some of you listening can donate. Even if it's just the price of a coffee, it will be so appreciated to the London Chinese Community Centre. Or those who aren't in a position to donate and you still want to help, why don't you become a volunteer? As Beverly said, you don't have to be in London to do this because obviously they've got quite a lot of events and stuff that are run remotely. Thank you so much for everyone listening to this episode. If you like it, please feel free to share on your social media and tag me in. If you're listening to this on Apple, feel free to leave me a five-star review. And you can also write me a nice comment because it really melts my heart. Okay, that's it for now, la. See you soon, la.